Hello and welcome to another edition of DFS Today. This is your Friday, April 1st edition. I am your host, Santino Cocon, and I am here with the one, the only Friday night twilight, Dave Menkoff. How you doing today, buddy? Doing fantastic. It's good to jump on with you again. It's, it's, it's been, it feels like it's been like months, but it's only been a couple of weeks. But I'm excited to jump into this nice slate we have tonight. Awesome. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, we got a Big Ten gamer here. We're going to try and get this one done as fast as we can. We know that sometimes the 10 games can drag on. And with, without further ado, before we start, do you want to say anything or do you want to just run right into it? We can jump right in. Let's jump in. All right, first game on the docket. We have at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Dallas Mavericks taking on the Washington Wizards. We do have a spread, a 220.5 game total, and the Mavs are 8.5 point road favorites. We have Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., Frank Nittalikino, Theo Pinson, Bradley Beal, Vernon Carey, Kyle Kuzma, uh, and all out. I'll throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on the Mavs side? On the Mavs side, it's really hard to avoid Mr. Luka Doncic. I mean, he has just been on an absolute tear in recent games, coming off back-to-back games of over 70 fantasy points against the Cavs and the Lakers. Um, I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to continue to put a, a late, uh, dare I say, late-season MVP push. I know he's not hasn't been considered for most of the season, but might be worth worth a shot or two. Might be a little, a little too late, but I like Luka. I think he's my favorite play in that high price range um, coming off in the first game. Great matchup against the Wizards to boot. Uh, as far as anyone else on the Dallas side, I'm not going to take too many shots at anyone else. Everyone's priced pretty accordingly. Jalen Brunson, the 6K, is is someone that I might consider um, because of that price tag. But again, it's he's priced pretty fairly there. Um, as far as any of the value guys, I'm not looking elsewhere like Dwight Powell at 4,200. Uh, he's he's had a pretty consistent stretch here, and he does have a good matchup against the Wizards. So I don't mind Dwight Powell for for more for tournaments versus cash games. The only guy that I can trust for cash right now on the Dallas side is Luca. What about you? Any interest in Luca tonight? Yeah, I have some interest in him, and uh, this is going to be a good game for him if, if it stays competitive. Uh, Luca's just awesome, um, and yeah, they're they're about to be they are currently the three seed. So. Kudos to them right now. Uh, and then I would like Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't hate him, but 6-1 is slightly above my price uh, range for him. He's going against his former team that he just played with this year, earlier in the year. Uh, so I like that narrative, but 6-1 just slightly above that. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith the guy I don't mind taking a chance at at 47. I don't think the upside's huge, but he's going to be going a lot against uh, Porzingis, uh, his former teammate there. Kind of like that. And I'm with you. I'm probably just going to leave everybody else alone and jump on over to the other side of the ball. And we're speaking of former teammates. Porzingis going against his former team. Uh, I would have loved him a lot more if he was still in that 8K range, uh, mid-8K range. Now he's at 9K. It gets a little tough. This is a hard matchup. The the Mavs, no matter who's in, is, is one of the better defenses in the league. I still think if you really want to take a chance on Porzingis, I think he'll bring back value. I don't think the upside is going to be 60 or even 55, but it could be 45 to 50, so, so nice value there. Um, outside of that, not huge on a lot of these guys. Rui Hashimura at 4,500. He's getting a lot of playing time with Kyle Kuzma out. Um, so so you can go there. But he doesn't do much outside of scoring. So that's always uh, a bummer there. Corey Kispert has been decent at 4K. Uh, I just I don't really like anybody too much on this side of the ball. Uh, I can take a chance, like I said, if, if I'm feeling frisky with Porzingis or Rui. But outside of that, just going to leave it alone. How about you? 
Yeah, it's tough. With Porzingis, I, I do like that narrative going up against his former team, especially with the fact that he is starting to develop some kind of chemistry with Thomas Aransky. Uh, and his price tag is 9K, but he has had a string of, of some strong performances. I don't expect that potentially to continue. So he's going to be more of a tournament type of option for me. And then you touched on anyone else. Uh, Rui is, is definitely in play for me, but the guy I'm actually looking at in that similar price range is Porzingis' point guard now. Tomas Sodoransky, who's coming off a rare zero-point double-double uh, where he had <laughs> almost 33 fantasy points, and his price tag is, is still at 4,400. So I don't mind taking some shots at Tomas, which is crazy to say at this point in the season, but I didn't think it happened. So I'm looking at, at Tomas Sodoransky as my favorite play, followed by a sprinkle of Porzingis if, if our salary caps are lined that way. All right, I like it. We're jumping on over to the next game on the docket. We have the Toronto Raptors taking on the Orlando Magic. No spread for this one. I can imagine it's probably going to be about the same uh, spread, about 8.5 plus, maybe even more. Uh, and the game total, I don't know, maybe two around 224. Uh, but on the injury report, we have Bull Bull, Jonathan Isaac, Jalen Suggs, uh, Malachi Flynn, all out. We have Yuta Wontanabe and Wendell Carter Jr. as questionable. Throw it over to you, my friend. What are you looking at on the Raptor side of the ball? Yeah, on the Raptor side, it's another high-trust battle here. And Pascal Siakam has been playing lights out. His price tag has jumped from 8500 to 9700 now against Orlando. But he's been putting up some, some pretty massive numbers. Uh, and it's a great matchup against Orlando as well. Uh, coming off a triple-double. Uh, in his last game. So I don't mind some shots at Pascal Siakam at that 9,700 price tag. Again, more for tournaments. Um, anyone else in the Toronto side, uh, I'm looking at Gary Trent Jr., who I think is is poised to go on another scoring run potentially, which we saw uh, probably about six weeks ago when he was just lights out uh, for the Raptors, especially in this late playoff push. I think he's going to be uh, definitely counting on to, to provide some value. If it's 900, he's a great mid-tier option for me. Probably my favorite play on this Toronto side of the ball. I, I'm not going to go towards the higher price range with Van Vliet or Scotty Barnes, uh, the, the also the dark horse rookie of the year. They're both firmly going to be in play for tournaments, but I, I'd much rather take some shots at Gary Trent Jr. at that 5900 price tag. And that's pretty much it for me on the Raptors side of the ball. Any interest in Gary Trent? Yeah, I think he's he's a solid play. Uh, I do have some interest in in Scotty Barnes. I like I like Scotty Barnes in this matchup. Uh, he has played 37 minutes each in in the the two matchups against Orlando. Uh, without Wendell Carter Jr., opens up a little thing there. I think there'll be a lot of garbage time in the Scotty Barnes run and initiate a lot of the offense here. Uh, you mentioned Siakam, 9700 is a hefty price tag now, uh, but. If there is no Wendell Carter Jr., that's a much better defensive matchup for him, too. And he did average, score over 54 fantasy points against these guys in his lone matchup. I think he can do it again, uh, but that's still a hefty price tag. I, I do, I'm do. i leaning towards Scotty Barnes here in the, that 7-6 range, uh, though I do like Gary Trent Jr. at 5-9. Uh, under 6K is not bad for him, again, in this type of matchup. And everybody else I'm kind of leaving alone right now. I wouldn't mind taking a chance on like a Boucher or Precious, but they're a little too high for taking a chance on at this moment. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be a big thing here. Uh, if he does not play, and he is questionable for this one, if he does not play, I'm looking squarely at Okiki at 4,900. Uh, Friends Wagner gets a big bump there too, but Okiki should start. And if he's starting under 5K, I can look to him a a lot there. Uh, Mo Bamba gets a bump as well. Those three guys are the three that I'm I'm looking at the most uh, in in that order. Okiki, Wagner and Bamba. Uh, that's if Carter Jr. doesn't play. If Carter Jr. plays, 
Um, I everybody gets dinged there. I'm probably not going to look too much on this side of the ball. I think their price tags would be respectable if he plays, and it's a tough matchup that I don't really want uh, to attack. In garbage time, you can throw an Okiki in there, or you can throw a Hampton possibly, but I'm not going to really take that risk there if it's a full lineup. Uh, how about you? Yeah, when it comes to the magic, it's all about the game script scenario. I, I expect this game to potentially get out of hand early, especially if Wendell Carter Jr. is out for this game, uh, at which point I'm definitely going to be looking at guys like Franz Wagner, you mentioned, um, coming off a nice 40-point fantasy effort. And it's 5800 so right around that mid-tier price range that we'd like to see. And then from a value standpoint, I actually don't mind going uh, to a guy, Markel Fultz, off the bench, coming off a nice 19.7 assist effort. Um, in, in a blowout scenario against the Wizards. Uh, if he gets 20 minutes, at, at 4,200, there are worse options on the slate, and I actually don't mind going to Marco Fultz. So uh, the guys I'm looking at are going to be Wagner, assuming Carter's out, and Marco Fultz, um, assuming that Carter's out, this should be a blowout scenario. Perfect opportunity for him to really shine through. All right, and now we have our lone 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard game. We have the Indiana Pacers taking on the Boston Celtics. On the injury report, we have a whole list. Um, the big one, Robert Williams out for the Celtics, but on the Pacers, it's pretty much everybody. T.J. Warren, Miles Turner, Ricky Rubio, T.J. McConnell, Chris Duarte, all out. Isaiah Jackson, Malcolm Brogdon, O'Shea Brissett, Goga Batadze, all questionable. Um, Pacers are the away team, so we'll start with them. I'll throw it over to you. What are you doing with them? And... <laughs> Yeah, the, the Pacers are, are a difficult team to, to gauge at this point in the season. You never know what team's going to show up. Is it going to be a blowout? Is it not going to be a blowout? I actually like Tyrese Halliburton. I think he's playing for his next big, I guess his first big contract, um, especially whether it's going to be Indiana or elsewhere. Coming off three straight games of over 12 assists, um, I like him quite a bit. It's a good matchup. Again, depending on whether it's a blowout or not, if it's a blowout, I'm not going to be as interested in him because he is 9,400 towards the, the top of the, the pricing food chain. But I don't mind going to a guy like Tyrese. Buddy Heald also is an option if this game stays close to 600. But again, it's too hard to trust, especially with guys like Brissett and Batadze, all of these guys questionable. It's really tough to trust anyone. Truthfully, if those guys I mentioned are, are out, I, I don't mind taking some shots at Jalen Smith at 800. But again, that's a price tag that's pretty high for a guy that's a question mark at this point. So I'm looking at Tyrese Halliburton if this game stays close. And that's pretty much it, especially if if we don't, if we don't get any of the injury questionable news uh, back in, in time for the 730 slate. Um, I'd much rather look elsewhere and just avoid this out of the ball. Yeah, and I actually think there's, there's a lot to like here, but it all depends uh, on what we get here. Um, Halliburton, you could look at. At 9,400, he's going to be in that super high price range, though. So uh, I'm probably going to stay away from with against this Celtics team. Uh, but everybody else being questionable. But Brogdon hasn't played in seven games. He keeps being listed as questionable. Uh, Bitaze keeps being listed as questionable, but he is playing. So I probably expect Bitaze to play. Don't want him at 5,900. Uh, wouldn't want Brogdon if he does play. If he doesn't play, that opens things up for Buddy Heald. But I think that's a little high for me. Uh, Brissett is the true 
I don't know here because he's he's recent to the uh, the questionable injury list. Isaiah Jackson came back for a couple minutes and then went back out. Uh, he hasn't played in a little while either. I think Terry Taylor, Jalen Smith, uh, Justin Anderson, those couple guys, even Dwayne Washington Jr., they're all potentially in play for me here uh, at these cheap cheap price, especially if a couple people miss. Even Lance Stevenson, I think you can take a bunch of dart throws at people that could get uh, some minutes here. But of those two, uh, Taylor and Smith make a lot of sense for me at their price tags. Uh, even with this Boston team is one of the best defenses in the league. Even though Robert Williams is not there, it's still a top tier defense and, and Indiana is not the greatest of offense. So uh, I'll be looking at those guys and hoping that uh, we do get the injury news and a lot of those guys are out because that boosts their value a tremendously there. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Boston, without Robert Williams, we saw them get kind of smacked up uh, in the last game against the the Heat. That was pretty much four. Could have been the one seed. I wouldn't say smacked up. They lost by eight, but uh, still, they they looked a lot different without Robert Williams there, and it's going to be like that for uh, possibly the playoffs, which is unfortunate. Uh, with that said, um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are going to be in tremendous spots in this matchup, but we have so many high-priced guys, so it's going to be tough to figure it out. I do prefer Tatum uh, for obvious reasons. I think Marcus Smart is going to be in a really good uh, matchup here as well. I know he hasn't had success against this team uh, on the year. He's shooting under 40%, but that should should change. He has a couple good games. Uh, he had a 48-point game against Toronto a couple days ago. Uh, the other night, he had a 32, almost 33 fantasy point game. Uh, so he's there. Al Horford gets a big boost. He's going to play a lot of center here. We know Grant Williams is probably stepping in uh, to play more minutes at 4,400. And those are the guys I'm looking at. Um, Horford, Smart, I think Williams, you can look at them for value at, at different ranges there. And if you're going to pay up, I, I like Tatum a lot more than Brown. Uh, but how about you? Yeah, I'm actually on in the reverse side of, of the, the coin here. I actually like Brown uh, at 8K. I, I'd rather take the cost savings in this case. If we're looking at some of the studs here on the Celtics side, just just given the game, just given a potential blowout as well, I think Brown might get additional minutes, uh, and I think they're pretty even with him and Tatum. And I'd rather take that that, that uh, 2,300 salary reduction and go with Brown. I also love the Marcus Smart call. I think he, he's a great option, 6,100. I think he's going to be firmly in play for me as well. Um, he's a guy that that definitely can do a little bit of everything, can rebound, can get passes he's coming off a game where he had five rebounds eight assists and three steals uh we know what he does on defense uh potentially he's in a favorite now for defensive player of the year i think that continues against the pacers it's a great matchup for him so i i like smart and brown um i don't mind horford but i'm probably not going to go there because i mentioned already so many guys in that mid-tier range price range so i'm going to stick with brown as my favorite followed by marcus smart as my number two on the boston side of the ball all right, jumping on over to the next game. We have on the docket, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Sacramento Kings taking on the Houston Rockets. We have a 233 game total, uh, which of second highest of the spreads that we have, and the Kings are three-point road favorites. On the injury report, uh, we have ourselves a, a pretty pretty big one here. Uh, Terrence Davis, De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, Sean Holmes, Dennis Schroeder, Alper, um, Christian Wood, Eric Gordon, all out and Sengun as questionable. I'll throw it over to you. What are you looking at on the King side of the ball? Yeah, on the King side of the ball, it's tough. Uh, it's, it's with so many guys out. Uh, I like Davion Mitchell. I mean, another rookie that's really coming to his own at the end of the season, given the opportunity, coming off a 24.5 rebound, eight assist effort against the Rockets. He's been getting heavy minutes. He's been averaging almost 40 minutes a game over his last four games. So I firmly 
think he's in play. It's a great matchup going up against the Rockets yet again, coming off a 44-point fantasy effort. I, I don't expect anything less. I expect a, a high-flying game for the Kings, and I expect him to, to shine as the number one option on this Sacramento side of the ball. So he's probably my number one play on this team, followed by Trey Lyles at 6K, uh, also coming off a nice game where he had 24 points against the Rockets, depleted front court. So I, I like those two plays as, as my top two. I'm not going to be looking at Dante DiVincenzo at 5,600. I think there's better guys uh, in that price range at the guard position. Uh, same with uh, with Damian Jones at center. Coming off a monster game where he had almost he had four blocks and a steal and almost a double-double against the Rockets. I don't know if he's going to be able to put up another uh, duplicate effort. I mean, at 5,500, it's not a, a worth. It's definitely worth a, a gamble here in what should be a DFS-friendly game, uh, which you mentioned. So I, I don't mind Damian Jones, and then of course Davion Mitchell as my number two guy that I'm looking at on, on the King side with with a sprinkle of Trey Lyles potentially as well. Yeah, I think uh, Mitchell just had a big game against them. Eight thousand is is little. Uh, I don't see the room for a huge upside there, though. That's the only thing. I think he can bring back value, and I think he will bring back value. Uh, I don't think he'll hit 53 points, though, to make or, or 50 points. Um, he just did, he had 44 fantasy points against these guys the other night, and it's going against a similar team. So, uh, Mitchell, if you just, if you like that, I, I like I think he's going to be solid. Uh, Trey Lyles, you mentioned 6K. He's going to have another big game. Uh, the entire front court is pretty much depleted. We don't have. Uh, Sabonis out there, so that's a lot of extra minutes. Um, and Damian Jones, I really like Damian Jones in this one. He did just have a monster game. I don't expect another 50-plus fantasy points, but uh, he's going to play 30-plus minutes in this one. They don't have anything to lose here. They're pretty much done with the season. Uh, Sabonis is out. Fox is out. Uh, why play Alex Len? You don't need to play Met, Me Too. Uh, yeah, I, I like Jones, too. I think all three of those guys are in play for me for their varying degrees. Uh, but I do like the the big men a little bit better because they are cost-saving uh, on a slate that's going to be have a lot of high-priced guys for us. Um, on the other side of the ball, and we saw Bruno Fernando. He started at center. That's probably one big reason why uh, Jones had such a big game. But he might have to start again. We, we see Christian Wood is out. Shangun is is questionable for this one. Uh, if he plays, if Shangun plays at seven, six nine, he's still in play. That's a it's a little higher than I want, but that he's still in play for me. Uh, if he doesn't play, we can just go right back to uh, Bruno Fernando there. Uh, he, he's he coming off a near forty point fantasy game there too, uh, so that's solid. Uh, Usman Garuba is only thirty six hundred. He could probably put up twenty points in this matchup. Fernando is only thirty five still after. Uh, the game he had in only 22 minutes so can definitely certainly look at him again kj martin in play here kevin porter jr just had a monster game against these guys i think we could look at him again at uh, 75 uh last two games he has 52 point game our fantasy point game and 70 point game uh he is the guy right now with everybody out schroeder's not coming eric gordon's not coming no one's going to take his uh, ball handling away jalen green a little bit but um much rather pay the 700 dollars to jump up to uh porter so i think porter you can probably lock him in there. Uh, Shengun, if he plays, if he doesn't, Fernando and KJ Martin, uh, another guy you can look at a 4,400 to take a chance on in such a friendly environment. But how about you? Yeah, again, it's it's all about the, the environment, truthfully, and and it's hard to avoid Kevin Porter Jr. I think every time we have this podcast, whatever reason, every time the stars align, it's always Kevin Porter Jr. that's playing, and I always target Kevin Porter Jr. And I think. This continues here <laughs> at that price tag at 7,500, coming off uh, just a monster, monster triple double where he had 70 fantasy points. I expect 
I expect a, a great performance. I don't necessarily expect a 30-point triple-double here, but definitely the Kings give up points in bunches, and the Rockets do play at a high pace. So I love Kevin Porter Jr., the 7,500. And then you touched on uh, potentially looking at guys like K.J. Martin. I actually don't mind going to the rookie, another outstanding rookie, Jalen Green, who's over the sophomore, over the rookie wall, um, over his last three games, or averaging over 40 fantasy points. He's a little, he's pushing 7K in price, which makes it a little bit weary for me to go after him. But I don't mind him for tournaments. Kevin Porter Jr. is the only guy on this team that I'm really looking at as a can't miss type of play, just because of his huge upside in this matchup. Uh, otherwise, I definitely don't mind going to KJ Martin, as you mentioned, 4,400. It's, it's a great price tag. Uh, if he gets minutes, I think he, he can do a little bit of everything. So I, I might go there for tournaments. But as far as cash game staples, Kevin Porter Jr., and that, that's going to be it for me. All right. We are halfway through the pod. We did five games already. We're on the sixth game here, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Phoenix Suns taking on – oh, no, four games. Can't count. Uh, Phoenix Suns taking on the Memphis Grizzlies there at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We don't have a – Spread for this one, but we have an injury report uh, as the one and two seeds out west. Steven Adams, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., Tyus Jones, all doubtful. Uh, John Morant, Killian Tilly out. We have Cam Johnson, Javal McGee, probable. Frank Kaminsky, Dario Saric are out. Uh, so one team is playing. One team is not having a lot of people. Not a lot of lot. Blah, not a lot of bodies here. But I'll throw it to you. The Phoenix Suns are the away team with a lot of bodies. What are you looking at over here? Yeah, with, with Chris Paul back, uh, there's definitely some intrigue here in the Suns. I think Devin Booker um, is a guy that I'm going to be looking at. His price is, is slashed because he's coming off back-to-back poor shooting performances. I think this is a great opportunity, a great matchup against the Grizzlies for him to to shine again and to really put up a monster type of 35, 40-point uh, effort, scoring effort. Uh, and this it's could be a battle of a Western Conference Finals preview as well. Uh, with these two teams. So I think there's a little bit added momentum and, and juice there on the Sun side because they're coming off a, a nice victory over the Warriors. I think Devin Booker is going to be firmly in play. Uh, as far as anyone else on this side of the ball, I'm also going to be looking at uh, McCall, McCall Bridges uh, coming off a nice 35-point fantasy effort against the Warriors. He's a guy that can do a little bit of everything. We know about his defense. He provides some steals, some blocks potentially. So I do like him at 5,700. I touched on a lot of guys in that price range. So it's going to be, it's going to all be about game script and how we want to fit them into our lineups. But I don't mind going there uh, as far as plays, especially with the news that Cam Jan, Cameron Johnson is back uh, in this game. I, I definitely think that it's going to be hard to trust guys like Chris Paul, going to be very hard to trust guys like DeAndre Aiden uh, because they're both, uh, they're priced pretty fair, fairly against this this tough Grizzlies team. So I'm not going to be going there. I don't mind taking shots at Booker, like I said, and, and McCall Bridges, and that's about it on the Sun side. What about you? Any interest in Devin Booker here? Uh, not really. I mean, the, with the injury report on the Grizzlies, with everyone doubtful, I, I don't know how competitive it's going to be. Uh, so I, pro- I don't really want to pay for Booker at 9,300 when I like other options there. Uh, I don't mind Aiton, but I don't know how much he's going to play either. And, and Bridges, I think they're both decent price tags uh but i can see this game getting out of hand so i'm trying to i'm probably going to save some of my money um i do like a lot of the options on the other side of the ball though with bain jackson jones adams all questionable and then you got jaw out um i mean dylan brooks is back i don't know how much he's going to play in this game uh, but if he does play another 30 minutes like he did in the last one he should put up over 30 fantasy points and bring back value there uh d'anthony melton at only 5200 kyle anderson brandon clark those three guys just come straight to mind right here uh, as 
plays here. Uh, Xavier Tillman might even draw the start here at 3,100. We saw what he could do last year when he was given the time. Uh, in the last three games, he's playing uh, all 24, 22, 25 minutes. And all of those games, he's brought back at least 22 fantasy points. So uh, if he's getting that time again, if everybody on the doubtful side is out again, he is another option to just throw in there at 3,100. Uh, that's a very good option for me. Uh, so I think there's a lot of value on this side of the ball uh, to take chances on. And I don't mind any of them. They're they're all fairly priced from Brooks to Melton uh, to Tillman, who's the easiest price of them all. And then Anderson and, and Clark are going to get a lot of minutes too. I'd rather take a shot at Tillman over Kankar and uh, Williams there. But um, I mean, even them, even they're in play if you're looking for positional flexibility there. How about you? Yeah, the Grizzlies are interesting uh, with all these guys potentially out. I definitely am with you when it comes to value. There, there's certainly some interest there on, on, on multiple levels. Kyle Anderson, 4,100, is, is a great price tag. He's, I think he should get 25 to 30 minutes potentially in this game. They're going to ask him to do a lot. We saw what Kyle Anderson can do with minutes earlier in the season when he was a firm part of the rotation. So I actually think that he becomes very valuable. Brandon Clark, 4K, also firmly going to be in play for me, especially if we get news that Steven Adams is out and all the and a bunch of these other guys are also out in the front court, including Jaron Jackson Jr. I actually don't mind going to guys like Brandon Clark, Kyle Anderson. Those are my two favorite um, when we're talking about the 4K range. And then when it comes to anyone else, Zaire Williams at 3,400, also a guy that might get some additional minutes. We've seen him get starter minutes um, earlier this season when Dylan Brooks wasn't playing. So I, I, I like all three of them. Uh, it's going to be a coin flip to see which of those three I'm going to be looking at in lineups, but they're all going to be top value options, especially if we get early news that a bunch of these other guys are at for the business. All right, jumping on over to the other game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Clippers taking on the Bucks. Uh, both these teams are on the back end of a back-to-back on this one. Uh, we have no spread. We have no injury report because of such. Uh, on the injury report for the Clippers today, though, there was a lot of people. Uh, Batum was playing. Morris was playing. Powell, Preston, RG, uh, Scrub, Kawhi, Boston Jr. were all out on the Bucks. Giannis was available. Bembry was out. Um, but we'll have to keep an eye on that. I, I would assume Paul George probably doesn't play on the back end of a back-to-back. Maybe Giannis doesn't. We'll, we'll definitely see about that. Um, Brooke Lopez, questionable there. Uh, but I'll throw it over to you. What are you looking at on the Clippers side? Yeah, on the Clippers side, it's going to be interesting. Paul George, 9,500. Again, it's a great matchup. Bucks are coming off a back-to-back game. So it's something to look at as far as how many how the Bucks regulars are going to be playing, if at all. Um, so I'm not going to be looking at a lot of guys on the Clippers side, truthfully. Paul George, I think, is priced too high too quickly, coming off a monster a debut against the Jazz. So I'm not going to be going after Paul George. And with Paul George back, all these other guys are, are like – are basically uh, non-existent when it comes to DFS, at least as far as I'm concerned. So I'm not going to be looking at any guys like Morris, Terrence Mann, Isaiah Hernanstein. None of these guys become uh, in play for me at all for the Clippers. I, I'm good with fading the entire Clipper side of the ball in this game. All right. Yeah, and it, it for me too, it's it's going to depend on the, the injury report. If Paul George is out um, and then like a Nick Batum is out, and someone else is out. I don't mind going to a Zubats. I, I think Giannis might miss one of these games or a Terrence Mann. I think those are solid price tags at 5400 5200 um, We might even get a, a coffee game in here. But if they're playing a lot of these people, 
um, then I'm, I'm going to leave this game alone. This is going to be a fun game to watch and, and a good game to watch as a fan, but I don't really want much exposure to it. Uh, but it all depends on the injury report. Uh, on the other side of the ball, similar sentiment. Giannis, was, they put him as available for this game. Um, that, to me, sounds like he might not be playing on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, Brooke Lopez, we know he had that big back injury. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be playing on this back end of a back-to-back. If both of those guys miss, um, yeah, uh, maybe maybe a Drew Holiday or Middleton join Giannis. Who knows? Uh, but Bobby Portis gets a big bump here. Serge Ibaka, he could potentially get more minutes here at 3,600 against his former team. Uh, that's nice to see. Uh, if no Giannis is there, then Holiday and Middleton get nice bumps. I would, I would prefer Middleton. Uh, but it's very hard to tell at this moment on what's going to happen here. Uh, if everybody does play, I'm probably just going to uh, – I don't really want too much exposure to this side of the ball either. Um, but how about you? Yeah, I'm definitely with you when it comes to the Bucks side, especially uh, if this game against the Nets uh, it goes down to the wire. I think they might rest some of these guys like Giannis. If Giannis is out, Drew Holiday gets a bump at 8,900. If Holiday's out, Chris Middleton, 8,300, becomes a, an absolute lock uh, for the Bucks. But otherwise, I'm not going to be looking at a lot of these guys. I'll be Portis. I wish his price tag was a little lower. If it was lower, I think there's an opportunity for him to play heavy minutes if Lopez is rested in this back-to-back scenario um again it's it's all going to be cognizant on, on whether we get the lineups early or not and if we don't uh Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton both be- become firmly in play if we get early news that a bunch of these guys are out for the Bucks but I'm with you otherwise I, I'm okay just avoiding this team and it's playing a, a wait and see approach as we get closer to this slate locking all right, jumping on over to the next game. We have the Detroit Pistons taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, we don't have a spread for this one because the Pistons are also on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, we don't have an injury report for the Pistons, but we do have an injury report for the Thunder. Everybody. Uh, that's not a, that's not even really a joke. Baisley, Dort, Favors, Giddy, uh, SGA, Jerome, Mann, Mascala, Kenrick, all out. I'll throw it over to you. Um, what are you looking at on the Pistons? And we know that right now Diallo and Grant are probably out uh, with Garza and Smith. I don't know about the rest. Um, what are you looking at over here? Yeah, Kate Cunningham is, you know, another guy that is, is firmly going to be uh, in play for me potentially um, in terms of, of this team. It, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting because uh, you mentioned the fact that they are playing. Um, again, it's another back-to-back scenario. And the 9K is just a little bit too much uh, for him, even though he's been playing fantastic basketball recently. I, I'm okay fading Cade Cunningham. Uh, and then there's no one else really that I'm looking at. Sadiq Bay, 7,200, is just priced too high. Uh, same with Marvin Bagley, the third. 6,100, again, he's been playing better, but I'd much rather go, go with a little bit safer guys with, with a little bit more upside potentially and, and a safer floor at that price range in that front court position. Um, and that's pretty much it for me on the Pistons side of the ball. There's not a whole lot to love with Kate Cunningham pretty much running the show uh, across the board for, for the Pistons. All right. Yeah, I think there's some uh, – I think Cunningham at 9K is a, is a chance I could take. Um, just anybody against this team, they're going to they're gonna have a field day. Uh, Bagley at 6-1, I like. Uh, even Stewart at 5-2, they can both play together. Uh, more minutes with Grant out there. Sadiq Bay could catch fire. Uh, those are the guys I'm looking at. I, I think Killian Hayes is even in play for me at 4,400. Um, I think there's there's some to like in this starting lineup for the, the Pistons. And on the other side of the ball, 
I mean, it's just a crapshoot here. Um, I don't know who else is going to even get added to the injury report because it's seemingly everybody is out for the year on this team. Uh, take your pick. James Robinson Earl at 3,400. Um, Pokemon is going to be in a decent spot, but 7K, I don't really want to pay that. Uh, Waters at 4,200. I mean, it, this just like a bargain bin joke here with this team. <laughs> That's all I could say there. Um, how about you? Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough with this Thunder team. I mean, I was really excited about Theo Maladon and Roby. Uh, I targeted them a few nights ago, but their price tags have jumped too high. Um, obviously, with all these other guys out, I like Aaron Wiggins as well. Um, I think he's a guy that could be in play, but a 5K is a little bit too much. Uh, you can. I actually like the Lindy Waters call because he's actually 4,200 and coming off a, a nice 36-point fantasy effort. If he gets 30 minutes again, I don't mind taking shots there, but it's so hard to trust any of these guys, including Olivier Saar, who's also a guy that's coming up a 32-point fantasy effort. Um, so you can, you can really go either other direction there when it comes to this, this Thunder team. But again, too hard to trust, too many moving pieces for me to really put any of these guys into my lineup firmly. Uh, and and that's, that's it for me on the Thunder. It's going to be impossible to, to really judge who pops off here uh, in, in a good matchup against the Pistons. Yeah, I like it. All right, we got the last three games of the night. First one, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Portland Trailblazers. Similar sentiment with the Thunder. Uh, and then we have them taking on the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, we do have a 231.5 game total, and the Spurs are 14.5 um, home favorites. On the injury report, um, <clears throat> we have a pretty long one here. Let me get it. Uh, we have Eric Bledsoe, Josh Hart, Joe Ingles, Damian Lillard, Little, Nurkic, Simons, Wofford, Winslow, Cook, Langford, McDermott, all out. Uh, and then we have Bates D up as questionable. What do you? I'm throw it over to you. What are you looking at on the Blazer side of the ball? Yeah, on the Blazer side of the ball, it's going to be so hard also to judge because Drew Eubanks is a guy I've also been targeting recently, but he's 7,800, just priced too high. Brandon Williams, also another guy that's been playing life out uh, for this Blazer squad the former Arizona product. But again, I'm not going to be going in that direction just because of the price tag. These price tags are just inflated because all these guys are injured or not playing. CJ Ellaby also 5,100. Keon Johnson, 4,800. All of these guys are priced too much. Chris Dunn, 4,700 is also out of the question for me. The only guy I'm looking at on the Trailblazers, truthfully, with a little bit of confidence, is going to be Ben McLemore. Uh, and and that, that's, that's it for me and the Blazers. Uh, everyone else is pretty much a fade on this team just because of the price. Yeah, and I'm kind of with you. Um, McLemore and uh, Chris Dunn, mind, even though he's not getting a ton of minutes, he's just pretty productive when he's playing. Uh, those are the that that's like it. I, I like a lot of the guys exactly how you mentioned, but um, they're they're priced up now. They're a little bit priced up for where I don't want them. But McLemore at 44, Chris Dunn at 47 is where I'm looking at. I mean, I guess if you wanted to take a chance on anyone else, super cheap, sure. But I think we have some better value there that we don't have to. Uh, on the other side of the ball, let's see how competitive this game stays. The Spurs are now pushing for a playoff spot. They're in there. Uh, 14.5-point spread is crazy. Uh, Murray, though, if this, I, I can't imagine this game stays competitive enough to where he's going to play another 40 minutes. Uh, though the other night they, they, you know, he played 30 minutes against these guys, put up nearly 50 fantasy points. I think I see, I see another blowout like they did against Portland uh, about a week ago. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to lean away from Murray. I'm going to lean away from Pirtle. 
Um, Vassal, Richardson, I don't mind taking a chance on there. Walker in that mid-tier. But uh, I, I can't see this game staying any what competitive for to pay some of these higher price tags. Uh, but how about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you when it comes to the Spurs. I mean, Deontay Murray is the only guy you can trust, and his price tag is just astronomical now at 11400 So I'm going to be avoiding him like the plague until his price tag drops to under 10k just because of that price tag. Um, as far as anyone else, it, it's going to be interesting uh, on the Spurs side of the ball because they're all priced relatively well uh, on this team. So, again, the only guy I can really trust in this game is Ben McLemore. No one in the Spurs is worth a shot, just just given the fact that Lonnie Walker is back in the mix. He adds another body, another guy that can score to this team, which makes it even more challenging to, to really handicap this team. All right, let's go on to the next game, second to last game of the night. The Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, we have a 234 game total, which is the highest of the spreads that we have. And the Nuggets are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Ken Carr. Murray, Najee, Porter Jr., Beasley, McDaniels, all out, and J. Michael Green as questionable. What are you looking at on the Wolves side of the ball? Oh, did we lose you? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Sorry, uh, technical difficulties. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is an absolute magician uh, when it comes to uh, this team. And I think he's going to be a guy that, that's going to be firmly in play from that standpoint. Um, when it comes down to it, his price tag is a little bit high as well. So I'm, I'm not going to be taking too many shots at, at, at Big Cat here. Anthony Edwards, 7,400 is a little bit too much. D'Angelo Russell is down to 6,400 now, um, but he has not been showing any signs of life recently. So I'm not going to be going there. Um, the only guy that I can really look at potentially it's Pat Beverly, but he has also not been playing well, but he's under 5K, so it might be worth a shot in a very important playoff matchup here against the Nuggets. Um, so, but that, 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 that's going to be it for me. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm good to, to pass it over to the Nuggets. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think there's some, some stuff to like here. These teams were battling for the, the sixth position. Now the Nuggets jumped ahead there. Um, I think Towns is in a decent spot. I, I, don't know if I fully want to go there. I think there's a lot of spots there that we can go to. Uh, Edwards, Russell. Edwards is looking a little bit better here. Um, <clears throat> he's starting to put back-to-back games of over 40 fantasy points. So with that in mind, I, I do like Edwards a bit here. Uh, Vanderbilt at 4,200 is still playing around minute, minutes in the 20s, but he has been bringing back value uh, at least 20 points in three of the last four four games so i think you can throw them in there if you need to uh, but for me it's it's a mainly standing at edwards and uh and and then patrick beverly at 4700 but not a ton ton here outside of the the starters here uh, on the other side of the ball Jokic has had success against this team on three matchups he's averaging six over 60 fantasy points he's shooting 53 percent from the field which is not as high as he is in other games, uh, but he has 15 rebounds, nearly nine assists in this matchup, uh, just not shooting as well. Uh, I think that could change a little bit, and he could hit about 70 in this one. So I, I, Jokic, even though he's astronomically 12,500, uh, he, he'll be in play for me because of his role. Uh, outside of that, I don't love anybody. Uh, the point guards are kind of split in minutes here. Gordon and Barton are, are very inconsistent for where they're priced. Um, I think just look at Jokic, and if you don't go to Jokic, I'm not going to go to this team, but how about you? 
Yeah, uh, Jokic always in play, especially in this MVP push, especially the fact that him and Giannis are going at it right now. Um, him, Giannis, and Embiid, sorry, for the, for the final push for the MVP. 4,500 is a little bit too much for me. Uh, for Jokic, I'd much rather go for a guy like Luka, I mentioned earlier, at 12,100, and, and save the $400. No one else really speaks to me on this nugget side of the ball. Uh, Will Barton has been very consistent recently, which is very un-Will Barton-like. So uh, that means he's due for, for a down game. 5,900 is a little bit too much for a potential uh, down game. Bones Highland is coming off a nice game against the Pacers where he had 40 fantasy points. But coming off the bench, he doesn't provide enough standalone value. So I'm not going to be going to Bones Highland here. So it's really easy to avoid most of, of this Nuggets team, just given the, the lack of consistency outside of Jokic. I mean, they're battling. It's going to be a fantastic game, potentially very close. Um, but from a fantasy DFS perspective, uh, I'm okay passing on it. All right. We'll jump on over to the Lone Lake game, the last game of the night. The New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. We don't have a spread. The Lakers are on the back end of a back-to-back, so that is why. Uh, we don't have an injury report for them. Uh, but we do have an injury report for the Pelicans. We have uh, Kyra Lewis Jr., Zion Williamson both out. This is a battle for uh, teams fighting for the last seed of the playoffs or the play-in, the 9 and 10 seeds. Um, but I'll throw it over to you. What are you looking at on the Pelican side of the ball? Yeah, on the Pelican side, there's actually, there's actually some some opportunity here, starting with Jonas Valanciunas down low against the Lakers beat off front court. Uh, and knowing that Anthony Davis is going to be back, we don't know how many minutes he's going to play, which is why I actually like going after him with Jonas Valanciunas coming off a monster 46-point effort where he had 19 points, 11 rebounds, and four steals. I expect another huge outing here for, for Jonas and he's only 8,100 to boot. So he's, he's, he's priced well as well. He's priced well. Um, I'm okay fading CJ McCollum. I think he just does too little outside of scoring uh, at the 8,600 price tag. Brandon Ingram is finally down in price. Um, so he might be worth a shot or two. But I'd much rather take the, the safer play with Jonas Valanciunas on the Pelicans as my number one. And then I'm okay taking some shots at Brandon Ingram if, if, if we're so inclined. Uh, at that 7600 price tag, if we have that kind of salary available. But again, Jonas Valanciunas is the only guy that that I can see that I'm really going to go after on this Pelican side. What about you? Yeah, and, and I, I don't mind JVL. I do like uh, Brandon Ingram against his former team, though, at only 7600 I like the, the $500 uh, price savings there. I think with him back, you don't really need to go after McCollum. You can just save $1,000 there as well. Um, I don't really want to go after Graham or Jones or Alvarado with everybody back. Even Larry Nance Jr. is back now, too. Uh, he's been back for a little bit. But for me, I'm, I'm, I don't mind taking a chance at Jonas, but uh, my favorite play here is, is Ingram, and I think he's a, a solid play. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we don't know if LeBron's going to play. He's not playing Thursday, but he's hopeful to play Friday. Uh, AD is said to be expected to back, back to play for this game. Uh, so we might have both LeBron James and Anthony Davis and I guess Russell Westbrook, all three of them on the floor for the first time in what feels like forever, what has been forever. Uh, I don't really want to go to any of them. Um, and if they're all going to be playing, if LeBron is playing, AD's playing, everyone's playing, I don't really want to go with any of these secondary players either. Uh, this is a good matchup. I know they're fighting for positioning right now. Uh, they might not even be in, in the play-in game by the time we see this game tomorrow because they're playing the late game tonight as well on Thursday. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to leave this side of the ball alone and see what happens. Uh, how about you? Yeah, definitely hard to, to to pinpoint the Lakers, especially since you mentioned it's the last game of the night. We're not going to get information probably with LeBron until closer to the tip-off, whether he's playing or not. If he plays, everyone 
gets gets dropped down a notch, especially Anthony Davis being on a minute slip, minute confirmed. Um, I, I'm okay fading this Lakers team, just given the fact that we don't know who's going to be in, who's going to be out for them, who's going to get minutes, who's not going to get minutes. Malik Monk has been playing well. 5,600 is a little bit too high. Unless we get confirmation LeBron's out, um, I, I can see Malik Monk doing well. But I, again, he's in that 5 five k price range which we've talked about quite a bit extensively so i'm okay passing on across all the lakers side here all right that does it for our 10 games uh before we head out on here do you want to do our favorite player tiers uh you can pick who you want first and if you want to say one from each quick you can if not we'll pass it back and forth <laughs> yeah uh absolutely uh l- let's do the high price tier first and all right my favorite play no no surprise is going to be luka Doncic. Uh, first game of the night, my favorite play, one of the highest priced players, but it should be a great matchup for him in a playoff push for the Mavericks. All right, and I'm right near with him. Uh, I really like Yoke in this, in this matchup. Again, against Towns, he's averaging over 60 points. I think that's going to happen again, and I think he's going to make a couple extra shots, so push for 70 there. All right, what about your favorite mid-tier play? Favorite mid-tier, Kevin Porter Jr., 7,500. My favorite play uh, on most nights, but especially going up against the Kings, coming off a monster triple-double, I expect another huge outing for him. Yep, and I, I actually co-signed that, but since we are I don't want to pick the same player, um, I'll pick <laughs> someone else. I'll go with Marcus Smart at 6,100. I, I like him really a lot, too. I think uh, he's going to have a lot more success than he had previously against his Pacers team. Um, 6,100 is a really good price tag. But, yep, I do co-sign that KPJ. Uh, but how about your favorite value play of the night? Yeah, favorite value play is, is going to be interesting. Uh, we definitely touched on a few guys, but I'm going to go with Markel Fultz, 4,200. Uh, I think he's going to get plenty of minutes for the Magic, especially if Carter is out. This could be a blowout very quickly for Orlando. So I, I like Markel Fultz to get 25 minutes and put up at least 25 fantasy points here in, in this matchup against Toronto. All right. And I like, uh, I think there's a lot of value, like you mentioned, and there's, going to be even more value when we find out who's actually officially in and out uh but i know this is a value play that i don't have to worry about people being in and out because the whole team is doubtful uh xavier tillman at barely over the minimum at 3100 uh he's in for another 22 to 30 point game here uh against his phoenix squad and i'll take it again all right um well that does it for our 10 game friday podcast for the first of april uh before we head on out of here is there anything else you want to you want to add I just want to add that it's April Fool's Day, so I hope <laughs> everyone is not torn off by that and, and, and actually it takes the injury news seriously, even though it, it could be a joke. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We will catch you again uh, next week. Peace. Have a good one.